welcome again to another episode of the Tech Marketing Podcast. I'm joined today by two of my most favourite guests, Amy from Hitachi and Minaz, one of our wonderful... Uh, see, I do this all the time. He's a goddamn professional. I am. So I'm okay, so you, professional. Yeah, rarely things are done in one take, John. It's no, cool. I know. It's Otherwise, right. Ridley Scott would have been what, out of job ages ago. What I do is ago, I have right. this thing in my head where I have to get everyone's job title completely wrong. And so what went through my head was I was yeah. going to call you an account director and I realised you're not an account director. And, um, Ten years ago, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Exactly. But I that's just. To, I used to do was all the time with my webinars. I had mm. to do the housekeeping at the beginning, so the intros, the housekeeping, I knew exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Couldn't say. Couldn't say. Yeah. 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 Actually, webinar started. I'm all good. I'm yeah. Yeah. Anything that feels like it needs to be sort of rehearsed, <laughs> yeah, scripted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> welcome to another episode of the Tech Marketing Podcast. I'm joined today by two wonderful people, Amy from Hitachi. Say hello. Hello, everyone. Uh, and Minaz, our client services director, who I got there in the end. Minaz, say hello. <laughs> hello, John. You're right. Morning. Um, and so t- before we get... Well, and Harry, the and producer. Harry. Yeah, I always forget Harry. Oh, Harry, um, Harry. <laughs> before we before we jump into today's wonderful podcast where we're talking about our award-winning ABM entry, Amy and Minas, why don't you tell a little bit about yourselves? Amy, what's your what's your background and, and how have you landed with this wonderful award-winning ABM campaign? <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, John. So yeah, I've been uh, working at Atachi Vantara for oh, close to three years now, um, working in global ABM for that time, um, support a number of our most strategic accounts across the organization. Um, and prior to that, I was also another ABM role. I suppose my, my background, I've always been in, in B2B tech. You know, had a, you know, I think as most of us that are well working in ABM had kind of like that field marketing demand gen role before coming into ABM. Um, so yeah, but very, very happy to be here um, and uh, really, really happy to get that bronze in the, the award win last week. Mina, as you're no stranger to these podcasts, but obviously you've not been on for a little while. Tell us I've, a little bit no, about no, your, the journey had, uh, you've been on recently. Yeah, I've had, uh, well, I mean, it's nothing that amazing. I haven't gone sort of spiritual and left the country and done yeah. something really amazing. I've just not been on a podcast for about a year, actually. Um, but yeah, no, good, good to be, you know, good to be back. I would say good to be back in a face-to-face environment as well, recording this, seeing these uh, lovely faces in front of us. Good That's to have all, you back, all good, all good. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, for those who don't know me, um, not that you should know me, yeah, but what you know, have you been you up to? Like, where have you been? Where's the line? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for those that don't know, or at least you know, a bit of an explanation on my role within Together. Um, so I look after the sort of strategy and planning and uh, general client services across our key accounts. But background-wise, yeah, it's been 20 years. It makes me feel so old when I start mm. talking about this as well. But 20 plus years now, um, working for in yeah demand generation, brand advertising. Uh, you name it across the tech sector for agencies so it's and been yeah six six and a half years at together now awesome and so today we're talking about this award-winning campaign defining the next and it feels like we've got two people that have been on a great journey from you know amy you were talking about being on field service marketing was that and to, mm-hmm. towards demand yeah. gen minaz of course you've been a demand gen machine over <laughs> the over the years but now we're talking about the, this wonderful abm campaign that picked up the bronze last week so amy why don't you give us an overview of what the defining what's next campaign was so i've been working in an abm for, for a while now but i think what we've been really missing as a as a team and maybe as, a, as an organization as a whole actually is we really wanted an integrated media program so we've been doing a little bit of demand base here or a bit, little bit of display here and we were doing content syndication and then we were doing um our, our paid social campaigns and then almost you know of course email and um and direct mail, um, mostly direct mail before the uh, before the pandemic. But we really wanted a way to kind of bring it all together. Um, I think also um, we wanted a, a, wanted to find a way that we could really 
take content and take ads to market that were going to really, really resonate with, with our audience. Now, of course, you know, we work in ABM. We know business accounts really, really, really well. And um, we work very closely with our account directors. Um, and obviously, you know, they've been working with their accounts for years and years and years. So they, they know what they want us to focus on. Um, but I just felt that, you know, we really wanted to kind of bring it all together, completely make it completely integrated, but take to market things that there was an appetite for basically. So, is this going into too much detail? No, this is good. Yeah, this okay. Is good. okay. <laughs> uh, so we're using intent to do that, which was the first time we've really done that in um, in our program. So based on what our accounts were surging on, so based on a specific um, subject matter or a specific topic or theme, we could kind of dial up the content that was being sent to them, or we can dial down things that you know just wasn't working within the account. So. Really, really exciting um, campaign and a heck of a lot of interest, you know, across the other broader campaigns now in Hitachi Vantara. So very, very proud to kind of got those those campaigns to market and very, very proud to be working together on that. So just to give it a, a bit of context as well around around the actual size of the program itself. So it's targeting, uh, I think now up to 18 key global accounts. Um, you know, I think it's important that you know, the term ABM gets thrown around and sort of pinned to all different types of strategies. But I think in this, and I'm going to hate myself for saying this, but I would say this is one-to-one -one ABM probably in its more pure form, if not its sort of purest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that, that could make the edit or not. I don't know. It depends on how we feel afterwards. That's but, the promo card. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's 18 global accounts. These are the, you know, the, the big boys, the, the most sort of sacred accounts to, the, to Hitachi Vantara. Um, and the overall program has been running probably for about three and a half years now, I yeah, think. And it's, you know, right. it's really, it's really accelerated. It's evolved. It's transformed over time. And it's amazing watching it starting from, from something. And actually it started you know, in its early days using intent monitoring and intent, intent data. Yep. Then sort of stepped away. And then as, as intent platforms have then been developed, which we'll come on to a little bit later in this podcast as well about how they've really come to fruition and and matured themselves mm -hmm. we brought that back into the program as well and then took it to the next level which we have been doing for the last 12 plus you know 12 18 months uh, to see where it is today and i think things have really really evolved over over that time especially during the pandemic i think you know you know everyone's you know had to pivot away from doing those in-person events and um and direct mail to an extent too so budgets have been put you know, into digital markets, it has got a lot harder. So again, just so proud of our achievement there and winning that bronze award, knowing that it's getting more and more competitive out there. Yeah, definitely. And, and also in terms of the, just to touch on the awards as well, I think even um, we made finalists for, for, a, for a best use of customer insight. I think mm -hmm. it's most commercially successful mm -hmm. and then just generally uh finalists for best use of ABM. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I'm raising that though is that it shows me that actually the program is not in its in its discipline a one trick pony mm. it's been nominated mm. for a various elements of that that it does all of those in in best of best in class yep uh, that that that's awesome i mean there's the, did you say one it's, it's a pure one-to-one -one campaign you know? yeah i would yeah. say yeah and it's in its like purest form in, it, in, in terms yeah. of utilizing a wide range of of insights which i'm sure we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about mm -hmm. yeah um different types of insights using 
content using creative all integrated and intertwined together and then media and all the cool mm-hmm. martech tools that we can access the, as well there's a couple of things i definitely mm-hmm. want to come back to there the intent piece amy it, i think is it's fascinating because I, I think it goes through everyone's head when we talk about mm-hmm. abm mm-hmm. So definitely want to dive into that in, in a little bit but just while we're talking about the overall campaign like what would you say made it different was it that it's a one-to-one pure campaign was it the fact it was using intent like what made this campaign stand out in your head if you were yeah. to summarize it in one statement yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things, actually. Mm. It's probably summarizing yeah, one yeah, statement. Yeah. I'll give my one statement, and Amy, I'd yeah. love to hear what your one statement is. Yeah. Um, but you're not allowed to copy me, though. You have to come up with something new. Close your ears. Yeah, no, I guess. I would say that the the thing that makes it stand out is the idea of when something's, when something's blended or hybrid, it's not about necessarily utilizing a range of different aspects in the campaign. Mm-hmm. It's really about how they work together. And that, for me, is the difference. It's like when an agency calls themselves full service. Any agency <laughs> can call themselves full service yeah. by adding another service. Yep. It's how you use those services together and integrate them to get a much more synergistic output. What I think this campaign's done, the, the, the secret sauce, if you like, or the, the difference, is that it uses all those elements from creative, super powerful individual creative, uses data, uses insights, uses content mm-hmm. and media, all together as one holistic engine. Yep. And for me, that's that's the difference. And it should have won gold, really, at best use of ABM based on that, but yeah. that's okay. And that's the difference. <laughs> There's always next year. That's the difference together makes, isn't it? Having all these services under one roof, but yeah. with, mm-hmm. without pitching ourselves. I mean, Amy, what would you what would you think? <laughs> what would you think makes the campaign different from your perspective? Yeah, I think Manas really stole my thunder there, actually. So I was going to say all of that, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely the integrated piece. Definitely, that's that makes a so it makes a massive difference. Um, you know, I think what we've done previously. I mean, it's been great. I don't get me wrong. Like, I think it'd been a more of a siloed approach. So bringing the, bringing together kind of all those channels um, was was a, was a wonderful thing. Um, I think the the other thing that's been great about um, the program and, and it's the pros and cons of doing ABM one to one because every every media vendor says that they can do one to one, but actually it's not until you start talking to them they realise that you know they their, their frameworks are mostly geared to one to few and one to many. Um, so as well as having the integrated approach, it was just finding vendors that would would help us with you know meet our requirement of serving content to just these eighteen accounts and. They are they are very few and far between actually. Um, so I think that was a, a huge element of it as well. Being able to target down to that precise level. Yeah, it's yeah, it is. It, it, you know, it, it's 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 difficult to do. It's difficult to do, and we've got kind of our you know, there are certain channels where we've always been able to do it. But I think there's a massive gap in the market actually. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we knew we do need to find other other vendors that are willing to help us um, on that journey and kind of take it is where it is today which is a, in a wonderful place um to kind of where it needs to be in the next 12 to 24 months because things are really hotting up in abm everyone is doing abm at the moment i think the majority of people are doing more of like a the drag and drop approach yep. so kind of you know put an account name in an ad drop it in dynamically and, and off we go but um you know it, it is it is that the market really really is kind of hotting up so um we're always kind of looking out for, for the next kind of people that can help us on that journey yeah i, I think you've made a really really interesting point there because when when i often see abm engines we just see them as kind of 
two or three blocks on a probably on a PowerPoint mm -hmm. that describe a few different technologies. And you've referenced a few of those vendors already mm -hmm. today. But I think especially when you're going down to that one-to-one -one level, there's a neck, there's an extra stage you've got to go at. Um, so, you know, what role do you think creativity played as part of this campaign rather than just drag and dropping a, a name into an ad? Like yeah. how far do you need to take that? Yeah, I mean, a, a, a lot further, right? So, so like we, we know these accounts so well. Um, together know these accounts so well because they're on that journey with us. So when we onboard an account into the ABM program, Manaz is there from the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so kind of he... I, aren't, I do try. <laughs> yeah. He does try. Diary management's pretty difficult, though, I have to say. <laughs> so it's, it's, we've got so much intelligence. We've got so much intelligence... Um, from us as an ABM team and what we learn across that journey, what we learn from the client partners, obviously working very, very closely with the, with the, with the Together team too. Um, we've got so many tools that kind of inform us around, you know, where, where our accounts are, and even actually going down to contact level across some of our, account, some of our accounts, where they, are, where they are in that journey. Um, so it's, say, it's years ago um, in the market, like we were, when I was doing ABM one to few, which was, before I joined Hitachi Vantara, really, um, you know, I was really, really excited to just be able to see, um, you know, a vendor just been able to do that, that drag and drop. But we have got so much intel around our accounts so that has to be fed into everything we do. Otherwise, it's a massively m missed opportunity, really. Mm -hmm. if, I feel like we're planning like an MI5 operation here or something. Like we've <laughs> sometimes got, if we've like, got yeah, intelligence, yeah, yeah. like we, we're going we're gonna to dive in. Yeah. But I think we don't, we don't need another acronym. But just yeah. I just wanted to add to that, though, the, in terms of your question of, of about creativity, I mean, you know, anyone that, that knows me knows I, I have quite strong views in the fact that, not just generally in life, I mean, when it comes to this particular topic. And it's... um. Is that the absolutely the you know, the the engines ha the engine of ABM has to work? You know, there's lots of great media partners out there, and there's you know up and coming ones, which is fantastic. But primarily, creativity and creative mm -hmm. thinking is mm -hmm. the single different single biggest differentiator yeah, that we have in ABM. Mm -hmm. Some would argue it's probably the only differentiator because you can buy anything you need from someone. Mm -hmm. When it comes to creativity, it has to be authentic to the campaign. Yeah. And that's creativity from the point of view. It's not all about just, you know, a headline and a really nice picture in a campaign. Mm -hmm. It's about that unique creative thinking about every part of the process. So how can we come up with a creative solution to a problem within that specific account? Mm -hmm. An account may want to be, you know, interested in a particular opportunity around cloud. That doesn't mean that we're going to be the only cloud provider mm -hmm. that's going to be going mm -hmm. after them. How can we think differently to act and act differently to ultimately put something in front of them that's going to grab their attention? Uh, I and, think creativity and yeah. absolutely runs through. I would almost say that the uh, that, that creativity is is the thing that you know a lot of ABM programs maybe put forget yep. or they add in as an icing sugar afterwards. Um, for us, it's a it's a founding principle, um, which may help because we're a you know a creative and media agency, so we have that. It's in our DNA um, I, I th for I, all of our clients. I think, I think, and obviously our listeners won't be able to see the campaigns that we're talking about here. Obviously, our listeners won't won't be able to like visualize the campaigns mm -hmm. we're talking about. But I, I really think that makes the difference between it being a one to many and a one to one, mm -hmm. if that if that makes sense, mm -hmm. or a one to few and a one to one, mm -hmm. because yeah. that level of creativity, um, it just it just takes it up a notch. It make it creates mm -hmm. a connection that I just think isn't there if you unless you go that extra mile. I'm yeah, struggling to visualize the campaign. Okay. Could you help me do that as quickly as possible? Okay, I can do that. I, I can try. So imagine, rather than just describing one of the campaigns to you, for yeah, example, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think what, what we're trying to get at is the essence of something being, 
you know, personalized or, or individual and relevant to mm-hmm. that particular organization. And it's actually a battle that any listener, if they're going to go down this route, is really going to probably have with a brand team as well. Mm-hmm. It's about if you are marketing to a company like Visa, for mm-hmm. example, Visa will see ads from all of your competitors a hundred times a day, push down their throat as much, you know, and on their news feed and on their social feeds as well. It's about defining a language, defining a visual tone, defining a campaign that is speaks to them on their territory. So when they see that ad, it feels familiar, but it feels familiar enough to make them comfortable, but also that you understand their business. Mm-hmm. So it could be down to the headlines, it could be down to the messaging, it could be down to you understanding what their mission is as, a, as if they were Nike, if you were going after Nike, if you were going after PayPal or Visa. Mm-hmm. And then creating something that's powerful creatively but also from a from a verbal point of view and messaging that you want to put in front of them so it's you probably know further forward with being able to visualize this and about when we say one-to-one we are one and nike is one yes. yeah mm-hmm. okay yes. it's not one geezer at nike that we're after no, no. It, w- it will be but that's the sort of yeah. next layer down of yeah, the yeah, campaign yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. i'm talking just broadly in terms mm-hmm. of the importance of creativity it's about moving your brand into their world and this kind of idea mm-hmm. that you know if you yeah. What is it if you they say that if you if you tell someone to come over here they'll they'll do that two times out of ten but if you put your arm around them you can take them and take them anywhere you want it's an element of that that, that explains a lot about your behaviour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank uh, you very much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. those images <laughs> from sure. last Friday. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure where to go with that one, John. Okay, I'm uh, the, I don't um, know, but I don't, HR don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, no, they don't. The, the, yeah. the, but the, but the <laughs> yeah, we will. And actually, this, the, we might want to cut this next bit. But the, the way on. that I like to think about this. Um, and you use this term in as is I think it was value based marketing this VBM type approach yeah but it's like it's yeah. having a, like a, an, an advert that as soon as you see it it feels like it's connected to your brand mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the level that you want to go down to like it's it's not just using their language using their creative using their colors correctly that yeah that, that's that's the base level it's going like a level deeper and mm-hmm. using the intelligence mm-hmm. that yeah. you were talking about yeah. to truly make a connection that that wouldn't be there and I don't know yeah don't no know absolutely that I mean th- think about if you think about the um what's the biggest thing that that you we hear that from 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 particular brands and how they would like to to work with partners mm-hmm. rather than suppliers mm-hmm. yeah. the single biggest yeah. thing is always they understand my business mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i want to work with someone mm-hmm. uh that you know and hopefully amy this is why you know mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you work with together as well we yeah. understand your business but we understand your vision we understand what keeps you awake at night we understand your objectives mm-hmm. and your goals now you have to get across that in an ad yeah. I'd love to hear how, how other ideas and how to do it. But fundamentally, you have to land that emotional feeling in a very, very short space of time. And the, an effective way to do that is to think about what, is the, what are the messages that they're really going to want to resonate with them, but also that you've taken the time to understand that their, you know, Visa's global line is, is you know, is finan- financial services for everyone everywhere. Mm-hmm. As soon as you start to bring in that vernacular, mm. yep. you're immediately mm-hmm. yeah. going to make an emotional connection with the viewer. Yep. Then they're yours, and then they can take that journey off wherever you want to. So, so similar to if like you're on a date or something, and then you got to like match their body language and their energy and all that type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You kind of mirror what they're doing potentially. And put or your maybe, arm around them. Put your arm around them. Get wherever you want. Depends how you. 
he only asked that question to tee that tee that line up. Uh, didn't you? It was we made a certain eye that contact, punch line. Yeah. and that's when it made me think. I think he's about to grab me, and that's what made me think the joke. <laughs> he's, he's about to grab grab me. I mean, I mean emotionally and mentally, though, obviously. Yeah, he's about so, to yeah. grab me by the emotions. He's going to grab me by. The, he's going to pull on the heartstrings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's there with the defibrillator. I'll give you a blank check. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, I, I'd like. To, uh, Let's think of an analogy that one to many. What's one to many? I've just dating? done one to many. That's well. You, first of all, you have to explain that a little bit more to me. So one to many day. One to one is we are one and we are making an ad campaign for one company. Now one to many, I'm assuming, is we'll make it for a group of similar companies. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's yeah. just making a Tinder profile. Yeah, kind that's of. I, mean, I, would a say, profile. I would say like you know probably like one to few tends to be oh, sort one of, to few is similar. yeah one to few is when we're mm -hmm. clustering them according yeah. to a common trait yeah. and I think you know a lot of you know, as an agency, we were in a, I say privileged, but sometimes not so privileged position to be yep. brought into meetings where briefly on the table is, we need an ABM campaign. It needs to be one to few. And mm -hmm. it's like, you've already written the strategy and come up with that before we've even yeah. really explored yeah. what's yeah. right mm -hmm. for you. And as an agency, we spend a lot of time defining, you know, mm -hmm. within mm -hmm. ABM, yeah. what's the type of strategy that you should take. Yeah. And within one to few, you know, you can cluster people, cluster groups according to their job roles, That's personas. Right. Yep. challenges yeah. vertical yep. industry there's lots so the other level of that is one to many um, where you know for me that's really your wider demand generation that's going after really. thousands of companies yep. and adopting some sort of abm tools typically for me one to many is going to fall into a very martech yeah. Yeah. play yeah, so that's where and drop again, really, yeah the it? technology is there to be able to personalize yeah. en masse at scale so your mm -hmm. demand-based turtle some fantastic mm -hmm. tools don't get me wrong yeah mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. I probably spend less time in yeah. the one-to-many world, more in the one-to-few and one-to-one. Yeah. So the metaphor for that would be making a dating profile. Right, okay, there you go. Yeah, That's... and then you just send that and you just hope for the best. Is that how you, are you a one-to-many man? Or no, I wait in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That's, is that guerrilla marketing? That's guerrilla marketing. That's guerrilla yeah. ABM marketing. I am dressed as a guerrilla at the time. <laughs> I'm, sens I'm sensing your, uh, your love life isn't going that well. Or no, is that do we need to have a separate podcast about this, Harry? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's get and it talk on. about, you know, I can be like Uncle, I can be like, is it, what's it, Uncle Phil? Uncle Manaz. <laughs> Brought from, um, from, from, say, um, so oh, Uncle no, Phil, for, for, no, no, Dr. No. Phil. Dr. Phil. Yeah, Dr. Phil. Yeah, Dr. Phil, yeah. I was, I was like, like, I was like Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince. Yeah, I was like, where <laughs> are you going with this? Yeah. Fresh Prince of Reading. Yeah. <laughs> no. you, can come stay, you can come stay with Minaz in his giant house in Reading. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. that's, how, that's how it works. I don't know. Um, let's go back on track. Let's go back. Let's bring you back to ABM. Where, where, so where are we? So we talked, like, I've just been looking, just some of the things we've talked about so far, you know, we've mentioned how... This is a one to, mainly a one-to-one -one campaign. It needs to have a, you know, a tight level of targeting through mm -hmm. some of your vendors. You know, that integration between all the different services plus the creativity really mm -hmm. helps to, to, mm -hmm. to bring it to life. But Amy, you mentioned a moment ago intelligence and just how important that intelligence and customer insight and intent data is um, when you're running a campaign like this. So what kind of intelligent and insights do you use to, to fuel a campaign like yeah what's what's helpful to be able to build that that correct picture of your accounts yeah yeah absolutely so i mean again it goes back to you know you've got your you've got your account directors obviously they've got a heck of a lot of intelligence around those accounts um but we've got a heck of a lot of tools that we use at hitachi vantara too so um we have first party data we have third party data um you know we um we're actually going for exercise at the moment um, where we create what we call watch lists. 
So kind of what you're talking about, Harry, actually, just then. So we've got our accounts, but then we're going to level down. So mm -hmm. now we're trying to really look at people that are in those accounts that are key players that we really want to start engaging with. So we've, we've started creating what we call these watch lists to kind of really build a profile around these people. So it could be LinkedIn, um, it could be some of our intent tools. We use some of our intent tools do go down to contact level. Maybe I shouldn't mention who they are in this, um, <laughs> on this podcast. Um, and then we've got our uh, account level, you know, we've got intelligence tools too. Um, and then we also have um, another tool that we use in, in ABM, which shows kind of first, par first party data. So actually it marries together the first party and the third party intent data. Because a, a really, really good, um, you know, in-depth view of what that account's looking at and then what that, what that contact might be interested in. So I think as marketing people, I think we have a, a heck of a lot of tools at our disposal. Actually, some might argue we've got too many tools mm. <laughs> where, where, where we are. Actually, it could be a full-time day, day job, really. Um, you know, we, we all need to become data scientists mm -hmm. um, within, within marketing, but especially within, within ABM. You know, we've come so far, the technologies have come so far now. So, um, you know, we all need to be making sure that we're making use of those technologies to, to, to build those profiles of accounts, but I say at, at a contact level as well. Well, yeah. I, I love that term watch list. It definitely feels like we're in a spy, spy novel now. Like it feels <laughs> like we're diving into that, <laughs> into that, into that spot. So mm -hmm. do, can I find out if I'm on a watch list? Is it easy for the... Uh, sure yeah, <laughs> yeah, if we tell you, we'll have to kill you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which kind of defeats the object of you being on that watch list. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, so please don't ask that question again, because otherwise, you know. But the, the first party, you mentioned first party and third party data. Obviously, mm -hmm. first party data is going to be incredibly important over the mm -hmm. next 18 months. Yeah, um, so yeah, what kind of data do you look for, look to create in your first party warehouse mm -hmm. and what do you look to augment with third party like what's that profile look like um for, for from a customer yeah. insight perspective yeah so um so yeah we use um for first party customer data so we use a, a, a particular tool to do that um and um you know we look at type things things that like what are they what are they surging on so topics they're surging on sort of content they engage with, how often they engage with it. Um, we use it to, um, if we look at maybe our, maybe our third party data, it's the same sort of thing. Again, it won't be Hitachi Vantara content, but it will be content that they're looking at within particular publications that they're subscribed to. Got it. So then you can pull all that together. So you, so you pull that, First party data to get what they're looking at on your site, how they're engaging with it, how often they're engaging with it, but then they're what they're looking at on third party sites as well. And often you see some great synergies there. I mean, often you, you see some surprises as well, um, which, you know, then we use that data again to inform our programs. Okay, is it, are, we, are we wise to keep going down this route? We don't, we don't want, and I think this is often the problem we have with some of our, our intent engines that we use, they, they are at an account level. So if you've got these huge, huge global accounts and it's telling you that this particular account is surging around a particular topic, it's very, very hard for us to say, yeah, but where? Is that, is that a sub particular subsidiary within Germany? Is that a particular subsidiary within Brazil? So you can't just be, it can't be just be kind of, um, mm, you know. To use in isolation. To use in isolation, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It can't be reactive, it can't be like knee jerk. You know, we have to use all our own tools to, to make sure that whatever's gonna be created is going to last the longevity of the program. 
But I think what we, we also do within our team is 80% of what we do is kind of planned for, where we're using, we've been using our tools to be proactive, and that other 20% is going to allow us to spin things up when needed. Things that we just weren't aware of that somehow come to market or some, some project that maybe even our accounts weren't even aware of they're going to be working I on. I love that. I love it. Because so, mm. so, one of the questions I was going to ask there as you, were, as you were mentioning how you use the data is how often do you review it and iterate on it mm -hmm. at, during a campaign? Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you're doing that all the time. Yeah, it's like, definitely happening in real time. And I think to Amy's point that when it comes to information and insights, you, know, you need to have the full landscape to be able to make those decisions. Yep. Um, and to the point about you know thinking about those client partners or the account directors on those accounts, some would argue that being too controversial that they they will have a viewpoint on what's what the account is interested in, for example. Uh, but some would argue the point of an ABM program is to look for the things they don't know. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we're not needed, really. Yep. I mean, they could just carry on talking the talk of what they're talking about and selling mm -hmm. the same things. Mm -hmm. I think it's about looking at the insights from client partners, yep. looking at the insights from first and third party, yep. and, and just you know just generally getting a sense of the account um, and thinking about maybe things we haven't, you know, we haven't taken to them before, but ultimately using that data in real time to inform the, and look at the performance data of our media campaigns yep. in real time. What do we need to optimize, change, adapt, um, you know, what's surging, what's not, yep. and, and really building a, an ongoing kind of picture. I would say from that point of view, that is, it, there is a strategic decision to constantly be made where you can't switch these sorts of engines on mm -hmm. and then just let them run mm -hmm. and let it all automate and do itself. There's gonna be a point at which you have to make those decisions yeah. and sometimes you'll get it right, sometimes you'll get it drastically wrong. I think that's mm -hmm. a really important part yep. that getting wrong is the point at which you learn the most yeah. and mm -hmm. you know, based on budgets, based mm -hmm. on timings, mm -hmm. what do you go after, what do you adapt? You know, what if, if there's a surging on particular topics you may make a decision not to go after that because you're, you know, it costs too much to be able to react to it. So yeah, that's right. I think another another point here is, you know, we're we're all here as ABM people to to help fill the funnel, help you know, help build that pipeline for for the sales guys. So as you you need to look at the intent, you need to have a look at what they're what things are surging. Um, also keeping an eye on what's going to help the sales guys hit their quota mm -hmm. this year. Because mm -hmm. some things, well, I think one thing we're try, trying to do in ABM is we kind of look at long-term, medium-term, and short-term. So at the end of the fiscal year, you know, we want to make sure as an ABM team that we, we, we really provided value and you know, basically got a good return on, on our, our investment within, within ABM. But there's some things you need to look at and think, okay, you know, that's, that, that could be a great campaign to run. That, that's something where that's an area where the company's moving to. Um, we, need to we need to create awareness in the market that we have a good fit solution here, but also have a look at the shorter term goals. Um, you know, because obviously we've got, you know, people that, you know, are, are going to be held, holding us accountable to making sure at the end of the day, you know, we've got these funnels and we have to make sure that the programs that we're getting to market are going to help those sales guys hit the quota. You've made me uh, think of a quote. Uh, I don't know if you're finding that relevant. All right. But the quote is that talent is hitting a target that no one else can hit. And genius is hitting a target that no one else can see. There you go. And I thought that kind of applied to something you were saying I about so. that, that yeah. ABM stuff. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'd like to know, when you are in the data collection phase, 
do you collect as much data as you can and then ask questions of that data? Or do you ask questions and try to get relevant data to answer it? <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good question. That's a good question. That's a strong, a strong question. And I'm going to give you a politician's answer slightly on that, that it has to be a bit of both. Is that so? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a lovely politician's response there as well. So, uh, yeah, hats off to you. I think, we, I think we're wasted in this role, yeah. these roles, Harry. I think we should uh, move that. No, that's the last thing I'd want to be doing right now. Well, then um, can I follow up? Is there a question that, you're, that is the hardest to answer? Or is there a question that if you knew you could get a truthful answer, if you could truth serum your, your clients, mm-hmm. your targets, you would ask that you're not ans- asking at the moment because you just can't get that type of insight? That's a good question. Let me answer the second one first, actually. Go, go. In terms of, I think this is what you're asking, but I'll, I'll give you my answer. Very anyway and see what, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, You know, I often sit with a lot of sales teams and senior people, and I think the question I always ask them is the same thing, is that what do you think we could be doing them for them tomorrow that we're not doing today? Yeah. And that is always opens up a great <laughs> conversation to understand their opinion on where they really want to go and what they want to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think from that point, you've kind of, you're on their side. It's the, it's the you know, put your arm around them type of approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you've got them because they, that gives them a platform to be able to really, that you're listening and you are taking on board exactly where they want to, want, to, want to go. But more importantly, those sales teams are often a valuable resource of insight. And that is typically the first question that then opens up what do we need to know to be able to go and do some research? And where should we be pointing the arrow? There's, you could go anywhere with insights and there's so much you could look at. I think the skill comes in and actually knowing when to stop and knowing what to mm-hmm. look for and mm-hmm. when not to. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The biggest thing for me is, um, particularly when it comes to insights in general, and I, I think, you know, just, just you know, insight without action is just data. It's just numbers. It's just mm-hmm. words on a page. You're better off drawing a line at a point at which you mm-hmm. think I've got enough insights yeah. this, we've now got to start making educated assumptions mm-hmm. because a lot of other brands are just making assumptions at least yours are <laughs> mildly educated but you can go on forever you've got to draw a line in the sand and start putting these into action start putting out campaigns mm-hmm. and be a kind of sometimes you know there is an argument for for being first rather than best but mm-hmm. you know we obviously strive to first and best it's that gut feeling that you developed over your borderline countless years doing this uh, when you're, when you're, and, <laughs> and probably more when you're decades, like, this is no, enough data, no, no, kidding, or is there something when you're like, right, this is plenty now? I th- yeah, I think for me, it's probably the the latter. The sort of this is enough now. If we've not, if yeah. we've if we've not nailed, if we've not really nailed the outcome, uh, sorry, the the insight that's going to give us a positive outcome and some action, we're probably doing something wrong in that insight phase, mm-hmm. I think, you know, and, yeah. and let's not over intellectualize it. I think there is, there's certain channels out there that, that Amy's touched on in terms of those data, where we would pull that data from. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get it. Let's mm-hmm. interpret it. Let's mm-hmm. absolutely do something with it. And if it works, fantastic. If it doesn't, mm-hmm. we'll learn from that and we'll understand what we need to look for and, and, and do next. I think there's, a, there's a Reed Hoffman quote that um that works quite well here which is if you're not embarrassed by the first version of your product then you launch too late right so yeah. there's a balance <laughs> between yeah. like very true. actually yeah. very you've got to not yeah. you, you don't over engineer and wait till you've got every piece That's of data right. and amy what i loved about something you said there is that 80 20 rule mm-hmm. like reserving some time and i'm always surprised how many clients don't do this reserving yeah. a little bit of time to say let's react to mm-hmm. something later let's have let's be able to be agile um yeah 
probably with a lowercase a in this case, um, to, to, to what the markets are saying, mm -hmm. to what mm -hmm. the sales team are saying, to what we right. found out from our intelligence, yep. yeah. uh, from our agents yeah. out in the field. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. There's just so much time you can spend going around the houses that I, I don't want to... I don't want to come across that we're mm -hmm. we're sort of cutting any corners, but you you it's a it's a it's a it's a cycle. It's a mm -hmm. it's a inf infinity loop that you yep. can go on when it comes to insights of going round yep. and yep. and by the time it's like the M twenty was it when they paint the M twenty five when you get to the end they have to start painting it again. Was it the M twenty five? I don't know. Was it what, but, probably, or probably the seven bridge? John looks like he knows motorways yeah, probably, or something like that. Probably like, probably like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. he, he looks like he's got he's, he's yeah. got a list. His notes are actually just ones and zeros. Yeah. <laughs> he's written the whole thing in binary. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. The, um, um, but yeah, yeah, you know, it's an infinity leap you can go on. The point is, you just have to get off that infinity leap at some point and just do stuff. Yeah, and yeah. make things happen. I, I'm sure there's a quote we've used here in the past minutes. It's like. Um, an idea without action is, is nothing. It's mm -hmm. a single message. Yeah, it's actually, actually Andrew Andrew Carnegie. Yep. Uh, and it's a it's vision vision without action is a hallucination. That's it. That's, yeah. that's oh that's, wow, that's, you that's, murdered that quote. That was, I did murder. <laughs> you, Minaz, I knew Minas borderline it, butchered so. that quote <laughs> too. I did. I did. Like, I did. Yeah, a new level. It's okay. I think there's quite a few people that have that have been referenced with that. But it's, you're yeah. exactly right. Yeah, like yeah. you can't just have. All this data and not action right. like you've yeah. got to, you've yeah. got to push it forward but yeah, definitely you know but yeah. bringing us back to sale we talked about sales teams as well mm. like what mm. uh, how do you get them how, how often mm. do you speak to the sales teams let's start with the yeah absolutely so I, th I think we've got a, we've got a cadence call in, a, in our diaries of all the um account directors every other week yeah how often do i speak to my account directors multiple times a day yep we are part of that account yeah. team. Um, you know, they're, they're, we're an extension. We're extension of that account team. We're involved in in all of their meetings, all their review calls with with their with their bosses as well. Um, I mean, it's it's one, we're in a very very um, great position at Hitachi Vantara, and we have some wonderful wonderful account directors that that we work with that really really value what we do in in ABM Energy. They really understand a, uh, compared to other companies I've, I've worked for, they they really get it. They really understand ABM. They know that you know when they think about ABM, it's not just you know the R of revenue, right? They they really you know we work with them at the beginning of the year looking at the three R's, okay, what do we want to do to help you build a pipeline? What do we want to do to help you with the relationship? What do we want you to do? What, what can we do to help reputation? For, for sales guys, I think that the thing, the thing is, they're not sales guys, you know, they are account directors. So they understand that, you know, it's so much more than just selling them a product. You know, yep. they, they, they understand that, which is, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, we we um, we yeah they we speak to them every day. Um, WhatsApp <laughs> mm. them, text them, call them. You know they they we're always we're always nagging them. Of, yeah, <laughs> part of one team though. And I think that the thing you touched on there as well is the is is what we we talk about or I talk about quite a lot to clients is that when we look at the three R's, I always think the the R for relationships immediately the go-to for everyone is it's all about building relationships with the sales teams yeah and i'm like no that is yeah. that is one part of it uh, yeah it's, it's the relationship yeah. between the abm team and your sales team mm -hmm. if you don't have that your program will fail so, and so i've true. seen them fail hideously because uh obviously not because of anything we've done but because of uh essentially not not positioning the abm team with the sales sales squad mm -hmm. and the the account directors in the right way so you end up becoming sales support and that's, that's exactly right. what you're not supposed to be. Yeah. That mm -hmm. relationship of having them on board, making sure they understand 
that you are you've got a common goal of revenue mm-hmm. you know i'm a massive believer in mm-hmm. um we may come on to this at some point about the where where things are going in the future mm-hmm. but ultimately the shared revenue target yeah. is what it's all about it's That's the shared right. understanding uh, and vision yep. to get where you need to get to and i think you know relationships yeah absolutely it's between the mm-hmm. abm team and yeah. the sales team it's the agency relationships between yeah. the sales team it's the agency yeah. and the abm team it's it's just a a, a a hot mess of relationships, you know. It's, 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 com- it's complicated. It, it, sounds, it sounds like we're but, not talking about sales and marketing being aligned. We're talking about just be, being one team, being one, right. yeah, 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 one revenue together, team. Which I think, yeah, like it's so easily forgotten. But like, if you could think, talk about all the insight and intelligence, mm. Amy, that we, we we've been mentioning here, and the first party data you've gathered, mm-hmm. and all the um, mm-hmm. intent um, and customer insights. Like, what's been? Could you give me an example of like a piece of insight you gave a sales team member? Mm. that really made a big difference? Yeah, um, I think at a very, very tactical level, um, it was someone that one of the sales team had really, you know, they had, they had on what, say, our, our so-called watch list, someone that they really wanted to engage with and just had absolutely no luck whatsoever, been sending them endless amounts of emails, left voicemails, just wasn't, wasn't going anywhere. And then we realized that using one of our tools that they are, were actually looking around the website. Um, they weren't really downloading anything, but because we already had them in our in our um, in our marketing automation system, we knew who they were and, and what kind of what they were doing and what they were interacting with. Um, so from there, we were able to work with our, our SDR, so our telemarketing person, um, on building up kind of like what are they looking at? You know, what are they posting on LinkedIn? What are they posting on Twitter? And working very very closely with that account director too. And building up that profile of, you know, what are they going to be interested in? We start reaching out to them. You know, what's going to make them tick? Almost, you know, give us the time of day because we are at the moment. The digital fatigue is real. It, it really mm-hmm. is. Like every day, like you just get endless amounts of emails and you know emails and, you know, it was it was just going that extra mile to say, you know, we, you know we, we know what you're interested in, we know what you've been posting about, and we feel that we've got a really good fit here. Now, that guy actually responded to that SDR's email. I'm not saying it was one email, I'm sure it was several, and, and emails too, and it was, it's never just one touch. From that, he had agreed to have a, a conversation with the account team. We then invited them to an EBC, um, and actually we, we close a deal with that. With that, he was he was the decision maker on that deal. Now, without having those platforms at the very beginning to understand, actually, oh, he is interested. There must be a project mm. there somewhere. What is it? What is he looking at? We wouldn't have been able to do that. Mm. Yeah, and that's a really powerful thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and yeah, great. You know, the, the, and and those you know, those sorts of slightly anecdotal, you know, it, it le- is. Yeah, le- it is. elements mm-hmm. are happening all the time. Yeah. You know, there's kinds of we joke about these little moments in ABM, but for me, that is They're absolutely huge. what it's all about. Yeah. Is that it's yeah. those those micro moments at which an interaction's happened or something is a great outcome, yep. an RFP, a deal, even a good conversation. Mm-hmm. But then when you start to roll that back and start to look at the journey that's landed them there, that's when it starts to get interesting in terms of mm-hmm. what have they been served, how, mm-hmm. and ultimately what are the insights that have led to it to, to, for it not to be just. Uh, just pure pure luck. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the ones that jumps to mind. This is actually going back a few years. Um, was quite quite an interesting. And I don't mind sharing the account. Actually, it was for for Nestle. Mm. And um, yeah, this is probably you know, yeah probably two two and a half years ago. Actually, the Nestle account is a really difficult one 
just in terms of the, the anyone that's worked with them knows the complexity of of there's so many sub brands and where they're located mm-hmm. um it's not it's not all about kit kats in, in <laughs> lancashire or whatever it is yeah <laughs> do you know actually that the the there's a, it's 121 different kit kats that are produced oh, really? and 75 well, ty- types of kit types of kit yeah, not total kit not total kit <laughs> i mean they would they would not be hitting their revenue targets if they were doing <laughs> 121 kit kats a year but we're talking globally or just in the uk <laughs> no so just at the uk plant i think there's wow. over there's over 100 and different types of kit kat yeah. is that including the weird green and they all green go they all like. go oh, to yeah. the yeah. east they all, like the majority of them go to uh go to japan and they the east crazy they have crazy like um flavors anyway anyway back to the point about about nestle so what happened was um, a difficult, a difficult account to to navigate because of the, all the different sub brands. Mm-hmm. We did a whole range of, of of deep insights into the account, all the different brands, all the messaging, and really got to the I think got to the crux of what their vision was, and also what they really wanted to do for the world. You know, sounds yep. a bit sort of up in the air, but we connected that story mm-hmm. to some a solid piece yeah. of content, which was a really really focused story about about sort of sustainable growth and particularly within digital transformation at the time. Yep. Um, we targeted Nestle, some nice personalized ads. We put the piece of content in front. And actually, it was picked up by a person from Nestle who was scrolling through their LinkedIn feed. They re- read the content, downloaded it, registered, then decided to email in and said, I love the piece of content, really like the fact you've taken the time. I didn't even know you were working with us already because it was an existing global account. I'm the head of digital transformation on a whole new division. Can you come in? I've got an RFP that's coming up and nice. I want you to be part of that. And it just it just clicked and clicked wow. and clicked. And mm. we've got, you know, numerous other situations. Again, there's little there's little mm. micro moments that you go, Wow, that, yeah. that would never have happened. And there's mm. obviously a lot of zeros attached to these deals. So it's not ABM for us isn't for the smaller deals. It's got to be for the big ones. So. What I'm hearing here is, is and I, I think you've used a term micro moment there, like to take that a step further, it's, it's one person can make a difference. Yeah. And it's it's almost like we talked about ABM being one to one. I'm going to say ABM one to point one, <laughs> like yeah. going down yeah. to like finding those in, you know, targeting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some of those stories are individual almost individual mm-hmm. people on mm-hmm. on your watch list amy mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah fa- fascinating story there minans like just to just to kind of close out this for our listeners mm-hmm. like if you would have any tips we've talked about how you have whatsapp groups with your account <laughs> yeah. teams and how you speak to them you know day daily like what would be the tips that you would you would give our listeners on how to establish that kind of relationship with their sales teams oh yeah so um i think um, one of the one of the first things you should probably do is is um is look at quick wins now, these um, account directors are really, really busy people. Um, I say we're really looking at Hitachi Vantara. There is that um, amazing alignment. Then it's not—it's not just—it's not just the alignment from the client partners. Now they it, we've got alignment from the senior vice president of the global account. So he's so so supportive of what we do in ABM. So that filters down, which really really helps us. Then it's kind of having a, conversa- a regular conversation with these guys, getting some, getting some quick wins in there. Um, I, think, I think that the problem is um, traditionally there has been that massive disconnect between marketing and sales, mm-hmm. and it's speaking the same language as them. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not here to, you know, feed the top of the funnel and create leads and go, off you go, good luck with those. You know, mm-hmm. that, that handover is, you know, creating creating that MQL from the inquiry and, and all the way down, like we do whatever we can to help these guys close that deal. Um, mm. So I think it's, uh, it's an alignment too on what the metrics are, what that shared metrics. So whatever, 
our metrics are or their whether their metrics are there there are metrics you know it's no good speaking a a marketing language when it comes to kpis that sales guys just don't understand so as a team at the very very beginning when we onboard an account we're like what are the abm goals and how are these abm goals going to help you hit your goals and that's when they sit up and listen yeah yeah and also just to say i think there's um yeah i think bringing value to the table is is really is critical I would say one of the things that we hear across, and this is not just from Hitachi Mantara, this is from, mm. from many of our clients at ABM, uh, and this is actually probably a separate podcast which, we're, which is you know, <laughs> keyed in, but that's, that's closing the gap in between brand and demand. Mm-hmm. And actually mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. fundamentally where we are now, people are buying from brands that they love. They need to know who you are, yep. what you stand for, you know, which is a really important piece. Yep. And I think actually more account directors uh, and, and sales teams really, really get that, but nobody ever asks them that question. If you put them on the spot, a lot of them are, are of the, 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 the tribe of thinkers that I really want to make sure that when I'm targeting these accounts from a sales point of view, they know who we are, they know what we do, they know what we stand for. And that's a huge gap. And I think bringing that piece into it in terms of awareness and, and, and what that leads to is enablement. It's I'm enabling you mm-hmm. to be amazing at your job. I'm not trying to take your job away from you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to lay the right track, the Talk right- Salesperson. Salesperson, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, tr- I'm laying the right foundations and track and, and stories for us to share that vision and I can help help get you there. But it, and I think, you know, being able to show that and prove it is is key as well. And it, and it needs that WhatsApp group where you can, where you can <laughs> share success. Yeah. Okay, that seems like a great place just to pause on this conversation if you're liking what you hear then do like and subscribe and join us in a couple of weeks for part two